Hello and welcome to the Harmony Music Education Podcast. I am Craig Harmon, owner and teacher of Harmony Music Education. And it has been a while since I have done one of these called a podcast. And so what I figured it would be a good idea to do is to start off by introducing or reintroducing myself to you um, and, and hopefully giving you an opportunity to explain a little bit about why I do what I do and we'll just get into it from there. So, like I said, I'm Craig Harmon. Um, I've been playing the piano since I was five years old. Um, started taking piano lessons in kindergarten. My dad was a pastor and so I grew up literally next door to the church and so uh, until third grade, um, that's where I practiced because I didn't have a piano at the house, um, but there happened to be a piano or two or three next door in the church, and that's where I practiced. That's where I actually took my lessons. I took lessons right off the bat from the uh, music director at the church. Absolutely loved it. Um, my dad always played um, classical church music, organ music, choir music, so I would grew up around that kind of music and just always loved the piano um, and I always sang too and that was something I always did um, starting in second grade was when I was able to actually be allowed to sing in choir at church uh, and so I did that um, sang in school choirs uh, started playing the trumpet in fifth grade um, absolutely loved that played that all the way through a uh, little bit into college uh, but when I got into college, I was on scholarship for voice and for organ, so something had to give, and so the trumpet got set aside for a little while at that point. Um, when I was in the middle of seventh grade, I decided that I really wanted to play the organ, and so I switched to playing the organ. Um, obviously, those aren't instruments that you have at your back and disposal at your house. Uh, so again, the fortune of being a pastor's kid uh, is that there happened to be uh, an organ uh, next door to us at the church. Um, so that was a, a great, great blessing. Um, when I was in high school, that was really the, the biggest formative years for me musically. Um, I sang in the regular uh, SATB choir at my high school, uh, but all four years I was in a madrigal choir. Um, and what we would do is we would sing Renaissance music, madrigals. Uh, it was a blast. I absolutely loved, loved doing that. Um, and then my junior and senior year, I sang in a vocal jazz group as well. Um, the best part about my high school experience was that uh, vocally, um, especially because that ended up being the area I really focused in on, vocally I was exposed to so many different styles of music. Um, outside of the, the traditional church choir music that I was uh, grew up with and grew up around and sang up until that point, um, I was just exposed to some fantastic music and music that is still just it goes through my head even to this day. Um, it's just so neat to have those, those pieces and those texts come back again and again. Uh, sang solos, did all that stuff, went off to college, uh, wanted to be a high school choir director and that's what I majored in um, so I took voice lessons took organ lessons and like I said um, had to set the trumpet aside for a little bit at that point um, 
Graduated from college, taught for one year, and then was a church musician for 18 years. And now I'm back to directing school choirs again, part-time, um, and then teaching private lessons on the side. But in those years that I have been out of college, um, I have taught lessons in some shape or form um, all along the way. And I have taught lessons to four-year-olds. I have taught lessons to 75 five-year-olds and everything in between I've absolutely loved the opportunity to teach and and really at the heart of it all for me that's why I do this there's plenty of other things I could do to make money um, and it's it's not about making money for me and doing this it's really about sharing my heart and my passion for music and helping to find that light bulb moment for students um, and I talk about it on the website a little bit that um, really what what I try to do is connect with relationships not just personal relationships I think that's that is important um, whether that's teacher or student or student to other students but also student as performer to the audience and most importantly that individual student connection to the music itself because really for me and from my experiences, I don't want to make music just because the notes and words on the page tell me to do it. I want to do it because it's coming from inside of me. And that's what I try to encourage all of my students to do. Don't just play the notes. Don't just sing the notes just because they're there. Make it come from inside of you. Make it be part of who you are. And so that's really developed into my philosophy on teaching lessons and making music and teaching about music and I love those opportunities to do it and I search them out as much as I can whether that's in a school setting whether that's uh, teaching out of my private studio at my house whether that's directing a church choir whatever the case is I love finding those opportunities and, and helping to build that relationship build that connection with music and I love using so many different creative ways and let me tell you this last year has definitely brought on a lot of opportunity to grow in being creative up until last year I had toyed around with the thought of teaching online lessons but it just was a huge leap and I didn't think that I was capable of doing it until I had to <laughs> and everybody had to at that point and it actually wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Yes, my preference would be to teach students in person, one-on-one, -on -one, where I can look at them, I can help them, they can see my hands, all of that great stuff. But I've learned to adapt um, in what I'm using to teach online lessons. And that's been a great, great help to me. And so the great part about that is it has expanded the opportunity for me to teach on a broader scale. Now, you don't just have to be in my little area of Northwest Houston. You can be anywhere in the United States, really anywhere in the world, and I can still teach you. And that really is exciting and scary kind of at the same time because um, it, it expands the opportunity to teach, but it also means that I can't quite use all of those tips and tricks that I've learned along the way in how to reach out to local people. That doesn't quite work on a more broader scale, but that's okay. I'm figuring all that out, which is part of why there's this podcast, just so you can get to know a little bit more about me 
and my passion in regarding music and making music and teaching music. So today, I want to dive in just a little bit really quick on my philosophy of practicing and what value you get out of lessons. And I think this is really an important thing, right? And one of the things I'm going to talk about on the, on the podcast is not just talking about um, things regarding lessons that parents need to know, but also that students need to know, and hopefully maybe even some ideas other teachers might help uh, learn as well, um, or things I've learned along the way for other teachers. But parents, um, I am a parent, and my uh, children have taken uh, lessons um one, my oldest daughter, badly from me. Um, and then I realized I can't teach my own children. <laughs> I have to have somebody else do it. But the reality is that when we're paying for something, we, we always ask that question, right? What, what value am I getting out of this? And lessons aren't cheap. They really aren't. Um, and, and it's not um, because we're trying to make lots of money off of it uh, as teachers, but it's really because it is a value. It is a, a expense that you're paying for, um, experience and expertise. Like I said, I've got 18 years of experience. I've got uh, a degree in music education, but really when it comes down to it, the question you're going to ask yourself and as you're evaluating me as a teacher is what value am I getting out of this? And that's absolutely a legitimate question and a fair question to ask. But the thing is that those 30 minutes that your child spends with me cannot be the only thing that they do in regard to touching their instruments or any sort of practice because you're wasting your money, honestly, if you, if you think that that's enough. You have to spend time in practicing outside of that lesson time. Whenever your child is playing a sport, they don't just only practice at the practice time, right? Um, they're probably kicking the soccer ball or shooting the basketball in the in the in the driveway um, outside of practice. That's what you have to have your child do, or you, if you're an adult as well, to do to maximize that value. I'll give advice, and I will give my encouragement and my teaching at the lesson time. I will give resources along the way. I use a fantastic app called Tanara that I will put recordings in and give encouragements, give reminders and check in throughout the week. But I cannot come to your house and make your child practice. It's just the reality of it. And, and that's going to segue into what I really want to talk about today and that's summer lessons. And when we're talking about summer lessons, this helps with the value of overall music education. And for the longest time, I wasn't the biggest fan of summer lessons. Partially because I was a student and I wanted to be outside and riding my bike and shooting baskets and doing all the fun kid things. And for many, many, many summers, I didn't have lessons. I think part of it was that my parents wanted to save a little bit of money over the summer, and I understand that. But it's a lot like school, that when you take the summer off, it takes a little bit of time to reacclimate yourself and get yourself back in the way of thinking. And so having a few lessons over the summer really, really helps 
to be able to keep up that discipline of practice to do some fun things and honestly, I think it's a great evaluation time for parents. If you want to try, uh, if your child is, has expressed some interest in taking lessons, I think this is a great time. Try it over the summer. Um, for my summer program, I'm offering eight weeks, eight lessons over the course of June, July, and August um, because of my schedule and traveling as well. But that's only eight lessons. It's a, it's a short-term commitment that you could try it and say, all right, they didn't really like it we'll try something else or they really enjoyed it and, and had a lot of fun with it and let's keep it up. I mean, it's worth a shot, right? Because really the thing is music and music lessons do so many different things for so many different people. And as we go along with the podcast, I'll, I'll explain that a lot more. I won't dive into that today, but it, there's so much positive that comes out of lessons. So my takeaway for you today is I hope you go and check out harmonymusiceducation.com, especially backslash summer dash lessons. And that's where I've got information about my summer lessons. Um, Like I said, you don't have to be in my little corner of Northwest Houston. You can be in California. You could be in New York. Uh, You could be wherever in the world um, and we can get a time set up. Uh, The times that I do have for my summer lessons are central time, um, but I'm flexible on that. I'd love love to be able to work with you and be able to give you that opportunity to learn whatever instrument it is or to strengthen your knowledge and ability of that instrument. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to the Harmony Music Education Podcast. And I will be, hopefully, if all goes well, be releasing uh, an episode weekly, um, an opportunity to uh, chat with you, uh, just to give you a little bit more insight into me, into music lessons, and why they are such a huge, huge importance and a value and bring about a lifelong blessing for you, for your child, for anybody who has the opportunity to have that experience with music. Have a great week and I'll talk to you next week.